Hello, and welcome to another episode of My Wax Museum. Before we jump in here, I'd just like to mention that our other show from Mecco Radio, Dear Subjects, is back on the air as of last Friday. We talk about the history, the politics, the economics, and the culture of a young and fictional nation in a fictional world. This allows us to have important and serious conversations, as well as fun conversations, without the distracting and sticky labels of the real world. So we look forward to seeing you over there as well. But for now, please enjoy this episode and conversation with my good friend, Zach Weiss. And remember, more importantly than listening to this show is listening to the people around you. I'd encourage you to take some time out of your day today to listen intently to someone in your life. Zach Weiss, welcome to my Wax Museum. Thank you. It's good you're to be here. I'm, you're welcome. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to have you because I feel like um, we, I've known you for a while. Like we've known each other mm-hmm. for like eight years, probably. Yeah, sounds about at right. least. And uh, but I, I don't think we've ever hung out. I don't think we've ever had like an extended conversation where like I really get to know you. Like I feel like Not, I don't, I don't know you. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't really happened. Yeah, just wasn't in the cards. Just wasn't in the cards. <laughs> uh, so I'm glad, I'm glad to be here now chatting with you. Um, but why don't you tell me how we know each other? Do you have any like first memory of me or like do you remember a way that we met or is it just kind of like we knew each other? Um, I feel like it was just probably through seminary. We just yeah. like ended up in the same class Yeah, and kind of got to know each other. And I, I remember I think I always thought you were like I had good thoughts about you and never didn't not like you i guess yeah but uh earliest memory honestly would be uh what did i do actually this is not that early because i think we would have met in grade nine seminary probably yeah i think we would have met in grade nine and this is this is like grade 10 or 11 yeah because i was almost turning 16 and i could tell marizette had a crush on you and i had a crush on her and so it like bugged me i remember you having a crush on her yeah and yeah. that's, that's pretty much it. But other than that, I'm like, well, you know, he's a good guy. But I didn't know she had a crush on me. I feel like I'm pretty sure she did. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay, okay this, this, was, this, um, this is why I think this, because she was, uh, she was like, tur- about to turn 16, or maybe she wasn't, or maybe you just turned 16. Okay. And she was just like, you know, just chilling in the seminary room, or like right after class or something, because she went yeah. to FFCA or whatever. She's like, yo, you know what, Alex? Like, you should take me to Avengers and like... You know, that'd be fun. She said something like that. Really? Yeah. And I was just like, you, just like, whatever. I love how you remember this. How it's like a, <laughs> it's cause a vivid memory in it your is. mind. It's because I, I was bugged. I don't remember anything <laughs> like that happening ever. It uh, definitely happened because I was razzed about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that, I still like you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just kind of like, uh, oh, dang it! Like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't don't feel bad. I didn't I didn't get the girl. So yeah, same here. (laughs) We're in the same boat. Nice. Um, 
That's funny. I thought you were going to say something else that I'll tell you about later. Oh, that's, okay. <laughs> that's another person in our seminary class. I won't say who. She has like a really negative first memory of me. Oh. And like she's told me multiple times. Oh. <laughs> she's like, this was my first impression of you. And I'm like, wow, thanks. Do, do I know her? You know her. Okay. Yeah, you, you, you'll, you'll know who I'm talking about. You spill the beans later. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll tell you after. Um, so... Okay, so that's, I mean, it's not like a great first memory, but it makes me feel good. Yeah. You, like, yeah. I was the other guy. You were. Wow. I was jealous of Alex Williams. <laughs> wow, what a what a place to be. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's been my whole life mission. I can die happy now. Um, there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> make one person jealous of me. Um, so, so uh, are you from Calgary originally? Like, are you born no. and raised here? Where are you from? I was born in Ajax, Ontario. Really? Yeah. Wow. Small town just outside of Toronto. But, I mean, I moved here when I was I was eight, almost nine, grade four. Okay. So, I mean, I have actually one of my friends, uh, Cody, who used to live there, now lives in Edmonton. Really? He's a police officer there now. He just, like, finished his training. Hmm. And then, I mean, there's... Some other people I know there, but yeah, I mean, this is home now, really. I feel like I'm more of a Calgarian than an Ajaxian, yeah, Ajaxian, Ontarioan. So, okay, um, do you like do you remember you must remember a little bit? Oh, yeah, about Ajax. What is it like? Um, it's humid, really. And uh, I mean, I was a kid, so I didn't really care, and I just play outside, yeah, and it was warmer and it was pretty green, and the there was. Yeah, it was very kind of more lush hmm. here hmm. than than here. It was more lush there, taller trees. Um, yeah. Was it like because you said it's just outside of Toronto, or yeah? How like how far outside? Back then, forty minutes. 40 now minutes. now it's probably closer. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, traffic might just be worse because it's right. So interesting. Yeah. And uh, was it a small town? Like, what's the population like? I know it was small, but I don't know how small. Okay. It, I think it's kind of like a, I think, yeah, an Okotoks, Calgary kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, Except yeah. it's a little further away. Right, but it's, right. It was pretty small. Yeah, yeah. And what moved you guys out here? Was it your dad's work? Yep, yeah. my dad's work. Yeah. And uh, as as a kid... Was that hard for you to make that big move? Yeah, I was scared. Really? Um, I was probably more shy then. And kind of throughout my life, I'm always shy at the beginning until I I know someone. Right. right. uh, And so, yeah, grade four was like not the best grade for me. Just wasn't just getting to know people. I mean, I did have a couple friends, but I just felt like alone. Maybe I felt more alone than I really was kind of thing. Right, right. But, uh, you know, past that, things were good. Adjusting to a new place and, and kind of thing. So when when did you feel like um, like Calgary was home? When did you kind of get over that um, fear and loneliness? Um, I don't know. Um... Maybe by grade six or grade seven. Yeah. Because by that time, 
like my one of my close friends john he's my cousin as well yeah he's like one of my first friends and then like we hung out a lot and so we just became best friends and i don't know by a couple years like we were really close and so it's just like you know this is home right right maybe grade five was neutral it was like right it's all right here it's not my home though right i don't know grade six or grade seven it was like yeah you know felt pretty good felt pretty good interesting and uh and john helped a lot with that yeah and john i've known john longer than i've known you yeah um but i probably know john less than i know you yeah um and and so um like what kind of things did john do to help kind of bring you into that like into the community and make you feel welcome here um so when we were kids we just like would probably look at like stupid youtube videos that we Mm -hmm. thought were funny at the time yeah play video games i remember once he since we had a piano he started playing a song from zelda yeah lost woods that uh that theme and uh I had taken a little bit of piano, but since we moved, I hadn't started again. Mm-hmm. But, like, my mind was blown. Because really? Of, yeah, I love Zelda. I was like, that thing can make Zelda's noises? <laughs> it was like, I gotta learn. I gotta play piano again. So I bugged my mom, and then I started taking lessons again. So, really? Yeah. So that's, that's what got you to get in, back into piano lessons? Yeah, I, I only did, like, a year in Ontario right. before moving. And And did you quit because you moved or did you quit because you were a kid and you didn't feel like doing it um i think it was like a bit of a little bit of both i was like "Hmm, maybe i would want to try something else and then we moved and then i was like didn't bother to like start up again but right when i heard that and then john played some zelda music yep on the piano that's awesome yeah that's awesome so and then uh would you would you say like you're a good piano player now like you went through the lessons and stuff I took lessons for a few years. I, I think I stopped, like, in grade 11. Okay. Um, just because I was getting busier, but... Right. I think I, I think it would have been better if I just kept on going. Of course. But, yeah, yeah I'm, all, I'm all right. Like, I can play some some songs. I'm not amazing. Can you amazing. play any Zelda music? Uh, yes, okay. I can. Because that's what's important. <laughs> that's that's what's what matters. Important. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you, like, you're pretty, you're, you're pretty musical. Like you have a band, which we'll get into later on in the show. Um, but what, what else kind of, uh, sparked your interest in music? Um, it's probably like my older siblings in my family because mm-hmm. we, they always, always had certain CDs they'd listen to yeah, and, uh, stuff like that. And, you know, my brother learned drums and my sisters, my youngest sister played piano and sang a lot. My other two sisters played a bit, but they also had other interests. Okay. And so they didn't, they didn't play as much. Yeah. They still liked it, but they chose other things. And so it's just like, just always been in my home. Right. And so I've always liked music and I've liked the music my siblings would listen to. And then that just, from playing piano, it just kind of grew from there. Hmm. And, um... Were were there any CDs in particular that your like that your family had that you remember as like part of your childhood? I would say um, probably Our Lady Peace CDs. So my mm. brother liked Our Lady Peace, and like be pretty much because of him, all of our siblings do. Really. And uh, yeah, everyone, all our that's kind of the 
one of the go-tos that everyone likes. Cause we we all have some different tastes. Right. Um, probably another one is Yellow Card. I've never heard of it. It's a uh, kind of like a punk pop band. Okay. You, I bet you've heard a couple of their songs. I might have. I'll um, I'll be looking it up after. But my brother-in-law, who was a missionary in Ontario, is how we first met him. Really? Introduced that band to us, and everyone ended up liking it. Hmm. And uh, so probably the, the next one I think of is Phantom of the Opera, because I think the movie came out when I was in, like, grade two, and then, like, my sisters listened to, listened to it a lot. And so just because I was the youngest and never had control of what music yeah. we would listen to, I just remember that, I don't know, it just sticks out in my head. Did you... Did you... Um, did you wish you had control or did you care? Like you just kind of enjoyed what everybody else enjoyed? Um, I think, I think I still liked what everyone else, I had my own preferences maybe, but they were mostly based off of theirs. Right, right. So I was, I think I was happy either way. If I, if I had the choice, I might've chosen something else, Mm -hmm. but I never remember being resentful of like, I want to listen to this. It was all pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I think I eventually got like a hand hand me down stereo, so I, if I wanted to, I had a few selection of CDs and I could listen to in my room. Yeah, huh. that was that was probably more when I was nine or ten. Right yeah. when you were grown up. When I was grown up. Yeah. Grown up man. <laughs> yeah. Having your own stereo. Yeah. There is something about owning your own stereo. Like, did you feel that way? Yeah, I like, felt like. Yeah, I I remember I got a stereo once, and I just felt like, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it does. It makes you, it just feels powerful. It's like, you know what? I don't like what I'm hearing around here. I'm just going to go in my room. Just going to put on a CD. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think that's the core of it. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. I've never thought, but it's true. Yeah. It's totally true. Um, And then, uh, so you continued with music to some degree what other instruments did you play around with junior high i played saxophone and how band. was band i liked it um our junior high band kind of sucked and since i had been doing piano it was like pretty easy for me yeah and so me and my other friend julia like we would talk we'd be talking until the last second we had to play and then because she she also did piano and like we kind of just picked up on it pretty easy and then high school it, it kind of jumped up the level yeah and like which i was fine with actually but uh i also tried choir and by the end of the year i liked choir more yeah i, I felt like the band teacher no i i know the band teacher thought i was wasn't as good as i really was kind of thing right and, and like just because i remember there's some songs and like Julia, my friend, she she didn't learn some of the songs at the end of the year. There were easier songs, but she just got so busy. She's one of those, like, superstar kids that, like, did everything. Super smart. Had, like, a job at 13. Yeah. And, like, did athletics, music. But she, she didn't learn those songs, right? But uh, our band teacher assumed that she was, like, really good. And yeah. that she got it down. And it was like, you know what? that sound you're hearing might be from me because I actually know the songs. I'm like, you know what? I love choir way more. I'm out. Out. So you didn't, you weren't in band the whole no. high school? Just grade 10. Just grade 10. Yeah. And you were in choir for grade 10? 
yeah, grade 10, I tried concert choir, which was like everyone join. It's just like yeah. open for everyone, no audition. It's just like anyone can join. Yeah. Who cares? And so it's like I tried it out because I'm like, well, I like singing. And, yeah. But I was pretty shy about singing in front of people. Right. And my sister had the same teacher, Miss Wood. Yeah. And so, um, and she loved choir. I'm like, well, you know, it makes, I should try it out. So I did. And then I was like, this is the best. So we were in choir together. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> didn't even That's right. think of that. Um, How long did you do? I know you, you did a grade 10, right? Grade 10. And then grade 11, I was in-ish choir. And then I flaked. And uh, yeah, that's a yeah. long story. Um, but yeah, so you, you stuck with choir. And what was it about um, choir? Was it mostly the teacher? Like, I think that, that kind helped. of sold you on it? Yeah. But I think I just love singing more than I love saxophone. Really? And maybe maybe that was, it was kind of a new thing for me, like choir was. And then, so I, I tried it out. It was new. I was learning things. And then when I kind of um, tried to do more, I was like given a lot more to learn. Okay. So like maybe, like if I, if our junior high band didn't suck and I was maybe, I learned more. Yeah. So I was actually got better and maybe i would have stuck with it yeah but uh yeah i don't know i just love singing hmm. so and maybe, then no go, go ahead. ahead i was like i'm just maybe that's it maybe it's because the learning curve just kind of matched up yeah yeah i guess i things can get boring when you don't feel like mm -hmm. you're progressing as much as quickly yeah right um and so you quit band well, you didn't do band. You didn't continue with band. I, I don't want to say you quit band because it's just like... Just a quitter. You know, yeah, you finished Don't, don't be like me, and kid. Like, <laughs> uh, and, then, and then you stuck with choir. Um, yep. And are there, are there any moments from choir where you remember being there and thinking, yeah, like, this is my thing? Um, I don't know. One... Remember one time we were in Banff and it was like a choir trip and you know we go perform there at this little thingy and uh we were it was a song called the Earth Song which was like about it was kind of like I don't know the gist of it was uh sometimes the world is sad but music's awesome kind of thing it's like hmm. I don't know um just trying to paraphrase yeah but uh I was, we were, the choir had a view and, um, there's kind of these windows that had a view of the mountains. I know it was just like a, a performance that like the stars align on. It was like perfect. It was yeah. crazy. Huh. And so it was, that was like a cool experience. And I also liked jazz choir a lot. I did yeah. that in grade 11 and 12. So it's like my time there just learning those songs and, um, yeah, having a bit of a challenge. Yeah. So, tell me about jazz choir because I've seen I've seen the Beaverbrook jazz choir perform and stuff, and they're always really good. Mm -hmm. I think Beav has a pretty good choir program oh, in yeah. general. Um, and I, but I've never understood exactly, you know, other than it being smaller and them wearing you usually yeah. red <laughs> outfits. You yeah. know, like what's what's the difference? Tell me about jazz choir. Um. Well, you're usually miked. 
Mm -hmm. And so that can like change like how you how you have to listen to others mm-hmm. it can be harder in some ways than you have to be more solid on your own. Hmm. Um, Cause you're not in like a big, like a group, like it's all the bases and you're listening to the other bases. Yeah. Right? There's it's like you, there's like two other bases, right? Couple tenors, but sometimes you're not even standing beside each other. Right. Nope. Yeah. Sometimes you're not. And so like you have monitors so you can still hear, but like you're just kind of hearing everyone. Right. And so you can't you can't really use someone as a crutch. Right. Because sometimes, I know I've done this in choirs, like I didn't really know the part that well, but someone else did, and you're like, okay, I'll just follow you. That's me in choir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so so you're you're kind of having to rely on yourself. Yeah. And, and kind of make sure that you're solid on your own. Yeah, just take some time outside of school and practice at home, go through the music. Yeah. And, like, you, you'd also get, I mean, it helped because I could read music, so I could play my part. And right. And if I wanted to, I could play someone else's, just one part. But we also got practice tracks to listen to. So right. one track that was just your part that you had to sing, and then a track with everyone's part so you could, like, test yourself. Hmm. But, yeah, just took some extra time to yeah. to learn. D- did you feel like that stretched you as a musician? Yeah. Yeah. Because... I mean, I'm still, uh, well, I'm fine with singing in a choir. Yeah. Like, if someone asked me to do that, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Um, but I wasn't, uh, even going into choir, I was just nervous. And so, as I just did it more, I was more comfortable singing in a choir. And I never really had any solos, but, you know, because I was singing in choir, it kind of has built me up to that point. If I would... I've only really sung, it was, I don't know, a couple months ago, we went to a, the band and I, we went to an open mic, and it's kind of like an acoustic one. Mm-hmm. There's, like, no drums, there's a piano, guitar, bass, but I, I just sang one song I could play on piano, hmm. and that might have been my first performance where I, like, was singing by myself. How did it feel? It was fun. I liked it. Yeah? And, yeah, I know. It was, uh... A song, No Reply by the Beatles, played on piano. My dad sings it, so, and he's t- he taught me it a while ago, so I was really familiar with it. Right. But, yeah, it was fun. I was I was a little nervous, but, I mean, I knew it really well, so it turned out fine. Right, that gave you a little more confidence. Yeah. And what, like, because um, obviously you have an audience there. Yeah. And there are people you don't know. Yeah. And so what... Like, what did that feel like to to be performing for strangers for your first time doing this solo? I was I was a little nervous, but it, we've been there uh, before a couple times, mm-hmm. and like it was two house, and like the the I know the audience there they're just like really they're just awesome. Like some places sometimes they're not paying attention, or which can actually be kind of nice too, mm-hmm. but like. I know it's like a kind of a cozy environment and like they're really supportive and like when it's someone's first time the the person who's hosting it and who's kind of in charge will be like all right this is you know Bob's first time up here you know give him a warm welcome and everyone does and so you kind of feel the love from those from that specific place like right it, it was like probably one of the best places to have your first open mic 
because right. everyone's there is like really understanding and a lot of the audience will go up and perform because it's just like a smaller venue and so it's most of the musicians are part of the audience and right will end up going up interesting and what's it called two house two house and so it's just like a lot generally a lot of musicians playing for other musicians and stuff yeah i mean obviously there's there's some people there's people just listening yeah yeah but like just because it's like a smaller venue like i don't know there's um almost like 12 tables okay and then they're all kind of closer together on yeah. the one side there's kind of no back area and so i know if you have like 10 musicians it's like I know it's a decent amount. You could could be a tenth of the people. Yeah. And then if it's a s- slower night, that's like I know one fifth of the people are the ones singing. So. Hmm. It's not bad. It's good. Yeah. yeah. And you you've been there with your band multiple times. Why don't you tell me about? Um, I guess may, maybe back up a little bit and tell me how you got to your band because I, if I understand your life correctly. <laughs> You've kind of been in a few bands, like all all the bands I know, everybody who plays in a band, they go in like <laughs> these these phases of I'm in this band with these people, but then so-and-so quit and then, you know, so-and-so decide to move and whatever, right? So tell, tell me kind of like your journey through this band life. Band life. Okay. I started playing drums when I was 16, mm-hmm. so... And, like, I, I played a bit. I didn't – I probably played piano a little more. I sang more, definitely, because of choir. But that's when I started to learn and um, had got some basic things down. And the original band was uh, – there's quite a few of us, if I remember right. There was John on keys, Asher Surdu, and he was playing guitar, Ethan Call playing guitar, um, and then Ben, who we got to, to learn bass, he got a bass, but I know later down the line, he kind of quit cause he wasn't too interested. Yeah. But, uh, so that's, we would like practice, but it was kind of a gong show, honestly. Like, I know we weren't that good. I felt like, right. And like, inc- like myself included, definitely. And sometimes, oh yeah. And Sean, I was missing someone. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> But, uh, and, like, sometimes uh, Sean's girlfriend would, like, come down just because of, uh, like, she would be over. And then it would be a distraction. It would be, like, oh, just things would fall apart. Yeah. And so, you know, we weren't that good. But uh, we did play um, at the youth conference. This was, I mean, I think this was at the end of grade 12. Okay. So, like pretty much i'm not a youth anymore but still it was that was cool that was like of the one cool thing we did yeah and that was like me john um ethan asher and uh it was a good time Hmm. and then you know i went on a mission yeah good times there i wasn't in a band though at that how cool would that have been would have been cool would have been good yeah (laughs) but uh we I get back and I don't know if I talked to Ethan first or I I might have been me. It was me, John, and Ethan, 
And John's like, well, you know what? I should probably learn bass because if it's just the three of us, Ethan plays guitar, play drums. Mm-hmm. We need a bassist. And, like, we were we were jamming kind of on and off. Um, Ethan and I were jamming more often, I would say. And, like, John was in and out. But then it was sometime, like, a year ago. Yeah, like, beginning of 2019, maybe end of 2018. Mm-hmm. Like, we started practicing, like, more regularly as a group and started to, like, get some songs together. Ethan was writing songs, and so he's like, okay, like, you know, this is a song I've written. Let's, you know, add drums and bass. So from there, it's just, like, now a part of my life. Interesting. And how – okay, so I'm curious. Um, so Ethan, Ethan comes with a song that he's written – how do you add drums and bass? Like I've always <laughs> been curious. Or do you sit down and you draw the little dots oh, on the no, you know no. on the paper, or do you just kind of be like, okay, how does this feel? You know? Yeah, the second one okay. definitely. How how does this feel? Yeah. And sometimes I'll I'll ask whoever wrote the songs like, okay, like what what do you want me to do? Or or you know yeah, it's, you know it's your song. And sometimes they'll be like, you know, just like let's just jam and see what happens and. Sometimes like, you know what, you're the drummer. You know what? You you decide. I'm like, okay. And other times they're like, Oh, listen to this song and like do something kind of like this or like a mix of these two things. I'm like, okay, okay, I got mm. something. So it, yeah, it just depends. Um sometimes I think most of the time it's just like he'll play the song through for us with guitar. And uh, we'll get a feel for what it sounds like. Yeah. Between the, the music and, and the lyrics, kind of, and then we'll like try something or or sometimes. Well, you know, John has to worry about notes and stuff, so he has to. He'll ask a little more questions. Right. And then we'll, we'll start something and, yeah, and then take off from there, and usually it's pretty good. That is super cool. I just love the like the collaborative uh i a method of yeah. how like of how these things come out you know um yeah i find bands to be a very fascinating yeah i think it's it is awesome i love yeah. it yeah uh and what's like what would you say is the best part of being in a band oh the best part man good question um honestly like there's sometimes we get busy it's pretty Mm -hmm. rare that we don't have practice at all yeah in a week sometimes we'll miss sometimes we'll only do one practice but like when when we have a week where we don't practice at all i'll like get to the end of the week and i'm like something's wrong with my soul really i'm like what's wrong like life's good and then i'm like oh, i didn't have band practice this week and then it, like it's just a bummer to me yeah when i don't and like sometimes sometimes you want to skip out because you know your other friends are doing something or you're you're tired but i don't know it's like i just love music so much and it's like something that i use for expression and also like to de-stress and yeah. to like connect with others that when i don't have it it's just like sad and so that's like that's one side and then i guess another thing is like when you make goals to like 
record and put out something or like to perform something and you're able to do it right you know even though we're not you know millionaires yet or anything still performing right for some folks at some bar is awesome because you've worked hard on something and like they're there and they usually like it and they're usually pretty positive and yeah you get to share that with them yeah i always love the the few times that i've gone out to see local bands um play it's uh it's cool because it's like wow you know like uh i'm in the small group of people who gets to hear this this other small group of people's uh personal experience yeah and like kind of kind of hear their their feelings and their thoughts through this this art that they've worked hard on right because mm-hmm. it is hard work to put something together like, oh yeah <laughs> you know it's not like you show up the night of and ethan's like okay ready guys i've got a song like i yeah. wrote something down yeah <laughs> you know um and uh yeah and a, f- a few times i've gone and downloaded um the songs afterwards like i went and looked them up mm-hmm. um and uh and so you've you've actually gone through and like uploaded your music mm-hmm. to to the internet i don't know exactly how music distribution works for like independent artists like you guys um do you want to talk a little bit about that like what yeah. did, what did you do what was the process like going from ethan walking in with a song you guys kind of hashing it out and then like having it now where i can get it on itunes so um we don't have the equipment to record, nor the skills, mm-hmm. but our friend Harry does. Right. And so he has been key. Um, cause, I mean, you can, like, go to a recording studio and, uh, you know, hire someone. And, um, but, it, like, that's pretty pricey. Mm-hmm. And um, Harry actually, with his band, he won a battle at the bands at UFC. And... Uh, you said, of C. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that what did I say? You you said UFC. Oh. <laughs> what I, said. I was like, U of C, University of Calgary. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. bad. My yeah. bad. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but uh he he won some recording time and uh like they have like better equipment than him and better skills, but you kinda have to be pushy to like try to get what you want out of them because I know I guess they have their like professional opinion. Right. And he's like and he he's done it he's done it a ton and he already has some equipment. When I record drums with him, he rents some drum mics, but Yeah. Um Yeah, so so we have a friend that helps us record. And so I guess the first thing we do is um when we have a song we want to record, I'll I'll sometimes try to get a specific um tempo from Ethan. So mm-hmm. I'll put a metronome down and I'll like try to dial it in and like, okay, what, what's the tempo? And I'll try to just practice the drums on my own at that tempo. Right. Because we'll have a metronome playing and there's no mercy with a metronome. It just keeps on going. If you slow down a bit, it doesn't. So you, and, uh, and I think for most of the songs we've done, we've always had a metronome just cause you, you do a take and you'll do a. We've done it. We've usually done it where Ethan and John will go first, 
um, put down the guitar and bass, and then I'll add in the drums after. Right. And so when you have it at that certain tempo, if you mess up at one point, if you have like five takes, three takes, you can take um, the music from another take and slide it in. Right. But if you don't have the metronome, you pretty much have to get a perfect take. Right. And so, yeah. So I like to try to, I mean, everyone tries to just get it down really down pat, no mistakes, know where all any like stops and starts are, that kind of thing. So you just really have to know the song really well. Then we go over to Harry's house and uh, we uh, do our songs a couple times and we do the instruments first. So guitar, bass, drums. Um, and do you do them all like one at a time, like separately? No, we usually do, we'll either do the three of us together. Yeah. Or we'll do like um, guitar and bass and then me, or sometimes just guitar. Okay. Depending on like scheduling and stuff. Right. Too. Because sometimes I've had to like work in the morning, but Ethan's there in the morning, so he'll just like do his part first. Right. And then. So after we do the instruments, um, Harry will comp everything, do his wizardry that, yeah. uh, you know, I don't really get. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I kind of get, but I could not do. Yeah. And then we go back and we add the vocals. And then, yeah, anything else that needs to be added, I guess, if there's a second guitar part or something like that or a solo that we haven't done yet. And then, then he... Uh, Mixes it again yeah. with the voice, with all the vocals. Then it's uh, ready to go. And he uses a website called Lander to both master the songs and, like, distributes them. Okay. And so, like, he has a subscription to that website. And mastering um, a song, like, he says it's something that's kind of out of his realm recording-wise. Right. And then there's, like... There's, you have, like, a couple of options when you're mastering it, slight right. differences. But it also, like, kind of brings it up to industry volume because at the volume he we have it recorded, like, it will sound a lot quieter if it right. was just Harry's. Yeah. And then that website kind of, like, just pumps it up, makes it, I guess, polishes it a little, right. little bit. And then that it also uh, distributes it. So. Right. So, what like, okay, what does mastering mean? in in music like so it's like getting a recorded song i guess from like pretty good to like final product good okay so it's like so it's just like the little polishing yeah interesting okay so it's out of our our realm of of things right you're like and it, it also yeah just the volume too yeah yeah and then so once that's done on lander yeah is the platform is that where it's like distributed through? Yep. Yeah, they it like once you through once you like release a song through them through that website in a couple days for Apple Music it's like a week. Mhm. It'll just start popping up on like Spotify and you can search it and find it. So Yeah. Right. Okay, and what do we search to find your music? So um in absentia and then um our EP is called Sweet Demise. It's after one of the songs in the EP, Sweet Demise. So It's um, pretty good. Yeah. I, I like really enjoyed it when I listened Thank to you. it. Thank you. And uh, I told you, because you told me about it. It was like two months ago. You told me about it. Yeah. And I, 
uh, I listened to it on my drive home mm-hmm. after we talked, and and I texted you, and I was like, yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I like. If I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't have texted you. I would have just never brought it up again. Yeah. I would have been like, okay, well, that's, you know, that's good. So uh, a reply that I've gotten, like, a couple times, and it's, like, it's kind of one of my favorites. It was like, oh, this is actually good. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, thanks. It's like, because if I'm standing right there and they're, they happen just to pull it up right away, they're not going to be like, yeah, this sucks. Yeah. But, I mean, you might say, oh, it's not my style, but they're like, you know, I guess right. happily it, surprised that it, yeah. of uh, how good it is, which yeah. I'm then happy about. I'm like, yes. Right? Yeah. As as a creative person myself, I know how that goes. Yeah. Getting the like, oh, like <laughs> your podcast doesn't suck, Alex. Yeah. Like, wow. It's like, wow. Thanks. I'm glad you listened. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, cool. Yeah. Uh, and and what's really funny? Um, tell me if you agree with this. Um, is it's only friends who say that? Yeah. 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 Yeah, like, strangers don't have the same, um, pre-existing opinion on your ability to perform or create. Yeah, that's true. Because they haven't seen you suck, (laughs) right? Whereas, like, all your friends, you know, they're like, oh, Zach, you know. Hits and misses. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so it's kind of, like, this really interesting thing where, like, yeah, it's just a a difference when you're a creative person, like, putting something out and your friends Mm -hmm. listen. Um, Yeah, that's, I think that's going to continue to happen. Even if, like... I bet like any of the guys in Coldplay, I bet when their mom listens to it, she's probably like, "Oh yeah, like I was surprised it wasn't it wasn't yeah. that bad," <laughs> you yeah. know. And it's like, "What mom? Like, are you serious? You're surprised, yeah. you know?" Um, but yeah, it it's uh, it's nice getting to put something out. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that it's out, do you feel? Do you feel weird having, like, it out there? Um, I mean, it's been out for a couple months. Yeah. But, um, I, it doesn't feel weird having it out. Mm-hmm. But, uh, sometimes when, like, people ask about it or, like, it comes up in conversation, that it does, I guess then it does uh, feel a, a little weird. What's, it's, what's weird about it? I don't know. It's just, like, this thing I've always wanted to do I did it. It's yeah. like it's there. You can look at it. Yeah. And uh and like people are kind of mildly surprised or impressed that I mean cuz I mean people know you don't necessarily need a big record company to back you up to put something out there, but right. it's still something rather difficult to do or to get everything together. Right. So they're like, "Oh, you do this something now. Okay." Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, especially hearing, like, the process that you all go through. Like, it's a lot easier than podcasting, right? Like, I sit down with a couple mics. You have to, like, get all these mics together. You have to make sure everything sounds right. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, I've chatted with Harry about his mixing and stuff. Yeah. And, um, and fortunately, he, he's been doing that for a while and can help you out. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, I mean, that's awesome. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, I guess going forward, uh, we're kind of reaching the latter bit of the podcast. Um, 
in the future, what do you what do you hope to to see out of being in a band? I mean, I guess you know, there's always the hopes and dreams of like making it big and like mm-hmm. touring and like making money and stuff like that. Um, that would be awesome, but you know, there's a lot of bands out there and there's a lot of good bands out there. Um, I guess I just. I just want it to be something in my life always at mm-hmm. minimum. Yeah. I mean, obviously, eventually, once, like, I have kids and stuff, there might be a period of time where I won't be able to or it'll just be, like, way less than, than what it is now. But at this point, I just want to, I guess, do as much as I can just because mm-hmm. I enjoy it so much. And, uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean... It'd be cool if you did make it big. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, But at the same time, uh, I think just having that thing as a hobby, you know, that's like, this is the thing I love. Yeah. You know, Um, but say you did make it big. Like what, what would that be like? Like in your imagination, what would making it big look like and what would it feel like? Oh. Good question. Um, I think one of the things that would be really cool about making it big is just being able to play music for, like, people who want to hear hear it, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, going on a tour where people are, like, looking to see, your, you know, paying to see your show just because, like, they love your music. Yeah. I think that would be probably one of the best things. Another thing that I would really like is, like, with the money, I could, like, buy another kit, and it would sound different. I would know the difference. I could add different things to it. Like, musically, it opens up the doors for, like, more possibilities. Right. If I want to buy some random instrument, it's not like, oh, well, you know, I would right. have to my, sell my kidney if I wanted to buy that. You know? Right. Like, as of right now, I'm saving up money for another symbol. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, just to be able to, like, do more musically, not have the limits that it, we have now. Right. But, uh, I mean, we can still do a lot, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's cool that, um, in your mind, making it big, it's not, like, about the fame or the glory or whatever. It's about... I can do more of what I love, you know, like, it's like, I can buy another instrument, you know, like, and I don't have to be saving for just one piece of the instrument. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I think that's awesome. And, you know, I think that's the right way to feel about Mm -hmm. what you love is like, I love it. So if I was successful at it, I would do more of it. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Uh, so, uh, to, to wrap things up, uh, we talked about music literally this whole <laughs> podcast, which I love, yes. um, makes the show easier to title. Um, but it's, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, uh, so when you're, when you're at the end of your life, um, whether you've had, uh, music, musical success, um, big or small, whatever. Um, 
at the end of your life, looking back on all of it, what do you feel most pleased with and like most fulfilled by? Okay. So, so just so I, I, I think I know what you're getting at. So, but when I'm on like, when I'm looking back, what will be like kind of that highlight musically? Or just in general. Or, or in general. Yeah. What's the highlight of your life? Highlight. When, okay. like, at the end. At the end. All right. Oh, boy. Um, I hope that I'll, at the end of my life, I'll be able to look back and, uh, like, I guess know that I've connected with people, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That I think that's um, in the most... in the, that captures it in the broadest term and that would cover aspects of my life musically and also in my family like um with my family and my future family and also through um the rela- relationships with uh church members that I go to church with and uh I just hope that I'll I was someone that connected with people and helped people and uh and hopefully a lot of that will be through music because that's what I love. So I plan to teach my kids, uh, I guess, basic piano because I'll be able to do that. They'll probably need a teacher after a year or two. But I'll, I'll teach them the basics of, of, of piano and drums and guitar if I can manage. I'm not really good at guitar, honestly. So maybe not. But yeah, I think that's that would be it, is connecting with people. That's awesome. I love it. Well... Thanks for being on the show, Zach. Thanks for having me on the show. It was my pleasure. And thank you for listening. Not just to this show, but to the people around you. Taking some time to listen intently to the people around you is the most surefire way to change the world. <laughs>